I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening to yet again another This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Back again. The advice podcast that doesn't know why it's giving advice. Honestly, guys, I do this just for fun. Uh, if you actually need clinical help, uh, like I receive from a licensed therapist, get that. This is a show that might help, and it's mostly for fun. Um, I have a great guest on today. We've never met face to face. But um, one thing I will say for the uh, somehow wet garbage but on fire website Twitter is that I do discover very, very interesting people and interesting voices and friends of friends who I then connect with. Um, I have uh, one such guest on today. Uh, she is the digital editor for Rolling Stone. Uh, she's also written on various platforms, uh, edited on uh, uh, BuzzFeed as well as the New York Times, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Lisa Tazi. Is it Tazi? Is that how you say your it's name? It's Tazi. You got it right. Yes. Okay, good. As, as one whose name is often butchered, that means a lot uh, to, to get it on the first try. Um, how are you? I'm well. Yeah. I mean, I always feel weird about how are you and what my answer should be. I think during right. the pandemic. Yes. Um, I, I've got, I've swung from like just unloading every thought that ever popped into my head when somebody asks me <laughs> yeah. and then and then I just sort of was like I'm, I'm scaring people maybe I just should just pretend I'm okay <laughs> no hey Lisa I would really appreciate it if you'd feel free to unload every thought because that's kind of <laughs> what we do here you know? yeah okay cool yeah so if you got if you yeah. got something you want to barf go ahead okay you know well you know one thing mm -hmm. that's freaking me out right now is um and it's been going on for a while but it's it just seems like this week it's hitting like a a real uh like critical point is that um everyone's just decided that the pandemic is done yeah and um and we can all just like live our lives the way that people imagine they lived their lives before the pandemic right and um and it's um, you know, not to be like bad news Betty or anything, but there's still mm. 2000 people dying a day. And yep. so, uh, it's that whole thing has, um, I think for the past few months has really, um, kind of messed with my head a bit. Yeah. I mean, how can it not? Uh, to, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think just off the top of my head, the thing that's been bugging me is, uh, the prevailing idea of just people who are like, look, I'm not gonna let them tell me what I should do, but I wish they'd tell me what I should do already. Hurry up and tell me. No, 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 don't tell me what to do, but can you tell me when it's safe, you jerk? It's like, I, I, we're all we're all children and we're flailing. Yes. And I get it, yes. you know, but- I, I, a, There's definitely some of that happening, right? Like there's a lot of, we sort of have been left a little, like on our own. Yeah. For a number of reasons yes. that like even from the beginning um the it's kind of been like on you to decide how how you want to like how much risk you want to take and it what, is all, there hasn't yeah. been like concrete like mm -hmm. guidance 
for a number of reasons. And, yes. um, and I think that, um, and then, you know, there's also no real like safety net or support in this country or like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I feel uh, like medical. Even, <laughs> we, well, I feel like we, yeah. we as human beings, because we have all this knowledge that we can, we have access to literally right away. You know, uh, we are addicted to the idea of certainty and there just isn't any, you know, in a real sense, besides, you know, death and taxes kind of thing. Like it's, you, you, you have to understand that we're always learning and that's never going to end. You get that in your head right away. You know, um, this is from someone who approaches life as kind of an idiot in a lot of ways, but you know, it's, 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 it's all about giving it the old shot. But yeah, it's like, I understand. I, I want someone to go, uh, go, go to this, uh, Walgreens and you won't get COVID. This one's safe. Yeah. Great. So I can go there and get my toilet paper and not wear a mask. Great. You know, but that just doesn't exist. So, and it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Especially now, you know, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. People want like, <laughs> they want a starter pistol to go off and go yeah, out. Yeah. Like life returns to normal now and like life wasn't normal before right i mean i, I don't even know what the barometer of normalcy mm -hmm. is really yeah um and i mean is it you know i think i think people have fixated on like it's not wearing masks masks not wearing masks everything will be normal and right i don't know i live in new york city i ride the subway a lot I might wear a mask on the subway for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. I get it. I get it. And it's it's kind of like I I understand people's frustrations wearing masks. They they are they are rough and stuff, but it's it's kind of it's really on uh, the the person's comfort zone and people that have said that I don't go, "Oh god, I would I, I can't believe it." I kind of go, "Yeah, if, uh, on the main that's definitely the safest thing." You know, yeah. because of the amount of people that are all that close at all times, you know? Yeah, I think, I think the, like, I think the subway and like airplanes, those are pretty much, they might be my, like, the, mm. if, the last to go if, right. if I, for me personally. Sure. Um, But then there's these people that are like, oh, I'm so mad. I see people wearing masks outside and yeah. they, like, they get so like hokey about it. And yeah. And I'm like, why do you care? Like, yeah, no, I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think it's the uh, uh, people are predisposed to think someone else is feeling one way or the other about them. As if yeah. someone passing me the mask is looking at me like I'm kind of a pile of garbage. I, I do remember at the beginning of where we were kind of trying to figure out where, when you don't wear a mask. And when we were, when it, I think it was far more annoying, you know, because, you know, now I put it on and I don't really think about it in the supermarket because it's been so long. But like my wife was visibly pregnant at the time and we're walking down the street, uh, no one on the street besides us. And there's a woman power walking towards us and she has a, a mask on and she sees us. She sees we don't have a mask and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like she yells it at us. She's like 10 feet away. And I'm like, what? and I think her idea was like, you're not wearing a mask. Get out of my way. Go stand in the street. And I was like, and I go, hey, she's pregnant. And she goes, unbelievable. And keeps walking. And I was like, no, you should believe it. It's true. She has a baby in her. Like I said something like, because I was just like, you know, at this point, it's, you're so mad. I'm just going to, I don't, you know, I'm sorry. Right. Rather than erupt on you, 
for screaming in our face. But right. I, I do feel, look, as someone from, you know, the liberal bastion of Portland, Oregon, you know, and now, the you know, the, I live in a blue state and stuff, and that's how I feel. But it's like there are people on my side politically that are like, all I have to do is kill that guy, and then it all goes away. And it's just, I was like, oh, you just left the house with a chip on your shoulder. You saw two people without a mask, and you were like, yeah. burn them. Burn them at the stake. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think such an angry time. Yeah, I don't think the pandemic has done anything for like people learning how to um, to interact in productive ways. (laughs) I think initially there was this kind of hope that maybe um, you know this would bring out the best in people, and and in some ways it it did at first. Like you know, people seemed like helpful and caring, and Mm -hmm. still people still do in certain in circumstances i mean new york was like is you know gets a bad rap for being uh rude or whatever right but i think that new york is one of like the best places i mean i'm biased of course Mm -hmm. but in like because i find people really helpful i I couldn't agree more of one another because you kind of have to live you live so close to each other (laughs) that you kind of have to be yes the the escape yeah, the, the idea that we have to, that, that is the thing I will say about urban areas specifically, is that you eventually come around to the idea that we have to live together. And my life is going to be better if I help yours on some level. And I've always felt that from New Yorkers. And when I went to college uh, in Purchase. And so I'd go into the city a lot. And I remember being in Manhattan. And, and my, my then girlfriend's uh, car was snowed in. And a guy was shoveling his walk and he was like, just go in my basement. There's a shovel. Go in, go in my basement. I went in his basement. Just send a stranger into his home. And I was just like, I remember in that moment just being so struck by that stereotype of, of New Yorkers just being a-holes, you know, Mm -hmm. because it it is that thing that you're, you're better off learning sooner than later, that Mm -hmm. it's really going to help your life if you're, you put yourself in a position to like, oh, how can I help? How can I coordinate rather than Mm -hmm. I need to win? That person needs to lose, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, and that is the thing I wanted to to mention to you actually is, you know, we were talking about, you you were mentioning how uh, we felt like this would make us coexist better. And it really kind of hasn't on the main, but I also feel a lot of that is because of clickbait, because the stuff that does make the news is us at each other's throats. And I get it. Uh, a, a person doing a random act of kindness is going to be in some random Instagram page or something, but it's not going to be on the front page of this, that, or the other. I'm not calling out any real media platform. It's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. So that's what we learn about more than we learn about, you know, let's just say the, the, the good stuff, because there, right. there, there has been a lot of, of us who have kind of gone, okay, we have to kind of let the steam out on this collective anxiety on some mm-hmm. level, you know, I, I talk about it in my act about when my wife and I drove across the country, we kind of snapped and drove all the way to her, um, her parents' house in Massachusetts from Los Angeles, oh, wow. uh, when it's six week old. And I, I met when, every when kind of person. Well, this was the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we, we, yeah, we drove home for like, uh, basically like the, the month of November, we just lived there and then we drove home. Um, but, uh, uh, I, 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 I basically talk about how, like I met every kind of person 
a lot of whom I probably would disagree with diametrically, but because we were face to face and we were all going through this thing, we were never at each other's necks, even though I was the only guy wearing a mask getting take out of the Cracker Barrel. You know, like mm -hmm. this was possibly before they started yelling at people with masks in, in, or whatever. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I just, I didn't have a lot of that beef. And, you know, we were in Louisiana when they declared Biden the winner. And mm -hmm. we were in New Orleans, you know, a kind of blue bubble there. But, you know, not to look at it through rosy colored glasses, but I was just like, look, I was, I was boots on the ground, you know, and you'd see all this stuff in the news about, you know, it's kind of like Portland, how, you know, the whole city's on fire. It's like, no, there's a couple dumpsters on fire in one block downtown where nobody lives. It's near the courthouse. Right. There's nobody there. So right. do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, you, you see all this firsthand. And so what, what would be your take on that? I'm sorry. I, I just threw a few kitchen sinks at you. I'm very sorry. No, that's okay. So I do think, um, I do think that this predate this, you know, like kind of thing with the new, the whole, like, if it bleeds, it leads kind mm, of yes. ethos um, of news. It has like way predates the internet and 100%. predates TV. Like, you know, the ye oldie newspapers, like they were doing the same thing. Yes. And it's actually really fun to go back and, and read like um, old reports and see how like, say like biased and how like just some like just inappropriate <laughs> some, of the, some of the things are yeah 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 but, um but i also think that um uh there are a lot of people who um who are in this industry that don't want to um you know well, you know, are very careful. Are yes. Very no, no. I, I didn't want to give you the impression that oh, no, this I, is no, all yeah. a tribe of um, vultures. I, I really yeah. do, you know, respect the profession very highly. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we, we see it for what it is. Yeah, you're right. The If it bleeds, it leads thing has been, you know, Randolph Hearst, you write the story, I'll provide the war. It's like yeah. insane, yeah. insane, you yeah. know? And yeah, so anyway, go on. Oh, no, that's okay. Um. So I think that, um, I do think, I mean, the internet has not made it better by at all. Right. Um, I think that um, the ability to kind of not just blow like one, you know, misunderstood interaction out of proportion, mm -hmm. but to like wholesale, like make up what happened and then right. ship it out to, you know, thousands and millions of people um, mm -hmm. is, horrifying and i um so i think i I've, I've been lucky that um i've worked in places where um that isn't the the norm um i think that um uh some people you know you end up working in different places and having to adjust to the the rules of of where you are and what your boss wants and and that sort of thing and and yeah. um and so i feel fortunate um that uh my bosses and my colleagues um for the most part have been um like careful and not and and I haven't worked in a place where it's like I mean I think I think if you work at like a cable news outlet like yep. and you your job is to talk 
to have people talking 24 <laughs> seven, never yeah. stop talking. Yeah. Um, there were going to be a lot of crazy moments um, and, and, and mistakes and things like that. Yeah. I think the horror is when like, you know, people are leaning into who they stop caring that there are, in, are uh, incorrect information that there's lies being told there, or there's whatever, ramifications. And they, like, lean into it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's, and it's like, okay, this is, you know, d d is this worthy? Should we even be sharing this? You know? Right. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I think the problem is a huge part of it is, is the 24 hour news thing where you just have six faces on a screen, literally talking about nothing kind of pontificating and, and talking about other scenarios this one reminds them of where it's like, right. what are we doing? This isn't right. This isn't yeah. helpful at all. This is a waste I of mean, time. Yeah. When I, when I have been, um, I've covered a lot, like been involved in a lot of politics coverage, yeah. election night coverage, and like also a lot of, you know, disasters of huh. na natural disasters and, and terrorist attacks and things like that. Wow. And and whenever those things happen, um, you're always, there's always this huge gap of like when no one has any information, you know, like right. the, the thing has happened, everyone's trying to piece together what happened. You're like running around and, and, um, or like with election nights, you're like, people are voting for hours and hours and hours and hours. And like, what do you do in between this time? <laughs> um, yeah. Those are the days where I'm like, thank God I did not go into TV <laughs> because I, I think that is honestly both terrifying <laughs> and yeah. horrible. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, good on you if you're good at it. But no, I, exactly. I just, it's like being a politician. Like, how do you deal? How do you deal with the hours? How do you deal with all the right. the the machinations and things? And it, I think it's like that when you are that you know, commentator, anchor person, well, we don't know anything yet, but mm -hmm. uh, we will keep you updated. And people at home are screaming at you where, yeah. I mean, I like yeah. to read an article and go, look, okay, okay, this great. Now I know this and I know this and I know what I don't know and I'm done with the article. There right. we go, you know? Right, and, oh. and some of this gets back to what you started with, with like the people's need for like, um, for like definite, yeah. like definite Certain. information, definite, like this is the thing. This yeah. is what happened. This is what you can do. Uh -huh. And you don't like, life isn't like that. And no. you know, I'm as annoyed as everyone else, but it's just not. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I do look at how I've, I've been very great, very lucky in my life, but it is so much of it is kind of, well, there's treats along the way, but it's a slog. And um, there you go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, I, I, the, the analogy I've used, I can't even imagine how many times on this show or in my life, but is like, look, life is not Star Wars. We're not going to blow up the Death Star and all the bad goes away. It's just not going to happen. And it's like, that's what's happening with those people that are burning books. That's happening with people where it's just like, just make it go away. Like I, this morning, I was thinking about the, the amount of people in this country now who are like, it's witchcraft. And you're like, Ugh. like, no, you wish it was witchcraft. 
if it was witchcraft, that'd be fascinating. It'd be like, wow, well, let's get a let's get a good witch to show up and and fight this bad witch, and then we're good. Who knows yeah. a good witch? It's so it's like there we go, good versus evil. We're done. We're done. So cool. I just have to. Be I know this great the- witch who knows a spell to yeah. solve world hunger. Yeah. Check Problem is, she's really high right now. So I don't want to come at her now. Just let her hang out. And when she starts coming down, I'm going to bring over a casserole. And then <laughs> we'll have a talk if she wants to get into it. Uh, it is her sister that she's got to fight. So that's tough. Um, maybe they should talk. Yeah, like you, you wish it was something like that. You wish it was, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. But, but it just... It just, it just, it just isn't, you know, and it's like, yeah, I have a kid and, and you kind of want to have these, I just don't know what's going to happen when I have to have these definitive answers. And I look like, you know, King Wishy Wash when I'm kind of just like, well, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're all learning Dada too, you know? So yeah, it's yeah. yeah, but I have so much respect. Um, I've always had respect for people with children, but um, I have so much more um, than even possible uh, <laughs> during the pandemic. Cause it's just been so, my sisters each have two kids and um, and, I, and I have a lot of friends that have kids. Sure. And it's just, I just am so impressed like on a daily basis that they, um, that they can keep doing what they're doing and, well, and just frustrated for them. <laughs> no, no, look, I appreciate that. I would say don't, put me in that group because <laughs> Rose is only a year and a half now. So with the, you know, 2020, my job got wiped out. I, I make most of my money on the road. And so I just stayed home and I parented and it was so lucky to have that and not just mm-hmm. be sit there with my banging my head against a wall and being like, I'm, I, my worth has been taking, taken away, you know, that this dumb thoughts that come in your head. Um, so I got lucky there, but my friends with kids that were older than three, they were in hell because you have this kid who and rose is coming into that age where it's like why do i have to leave the park why can't i mean she had covid and i would take her to like the park with the biggest field and be like run wild and she would see a kid like a spot on the horizon and chase chase and i'm like no and she'd go crazy like why not and so it's like those people that were uh, uh, but she only had it for a week and then she's negative and she was non-symptomatic. So awesome. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyway, long story long, like people that had kids that were older than three or four. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine why, why can't I go to school? Why do I have to wear this mask at school? Why are we home again? You know, uh, why is the, my best friend's, uh, dad yelling at me for having a mask? You know, whatever it is, it's just being a parent. Right. Yeah. To that, that, that's, that's, so I'm, I'm with you, you know, <laughs> I can't, it's just, my heart goes out to them. It's just, it's just crazy. You know? Yeah. Such a weird time. Truly, truly weird. Yeah. But like you are, uh, so explain to me, like, I, I know you, I know your background is in writing. Yes. Yeah. And, and editing and web editing. things. Sure. I mm-hmm. think, um, uh, in um like 2000 um i um 
uh, started working at the New York Times um, to do mm. like web production and work okay. on the politics, the 2000 right. election, presidential election, which wow. um, I thought that was going to be the craziest election of my lifetime. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I would argue it still is. To me, when I'm remembering that insane with the hanging Chad and all that stuff, mm -hmm. that seemed more insane than this one because this one, mm -hmm. it was like, Oh, we're just waiting for the 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 mail-ins to go in. We you just had yeah. people that are like mail-ins don't count, and it's like they always did. What are you talking about? Right. You know, you don't like that they're coming in, and I get that. And you know, it, it was just to me, it was just a lot more noise this time. To me, the two thousand election was much more insane. You know? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was partly. I mean, it was sort of. It was partly because nothing. I mean, in our like lifetimes, nothing like that, yeah. close to that had really happened before. Right. Um, and I think that um, uh, looking back on it too, it was like sort of the beginning of, you know, a lot of the crazy that mm -hmm. continues and accelerates <laughs> into the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, that was a wild one. So I, I stayed at the, I was worked at the times in a whole bunch of different jobs, um, uh, for 13 years and then, and mostly like did politics and national coverage and then, um, did a couple other stints on other desks. Um, and it was really fun. Um, nice. and, uh, and then, um, I was given a chance to go to BuzzFeed and become like the, and help them build a news department. Okay. So then I did that and I did that for a while. Yeah. So when I went to BuzzFeed, there was like, I mean, they still exist, I guess, but um, it was very much the days of like, can this site known for cat gifts and goofy <laughs> lists do news? Yeah. And, right. um, and now they have a Pulitzer, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what the DVD and the mail company is going to make their own shows. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's it's just anything can become any. I mean, I, I have I'm about to take a couple projects out to pitch. And one of which is this giant one I've been developing for literally two years with uh, this really great writer. And uh, we're just starting to set them. And I was just like, I what I said something like. Uh, oh, I'm 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 excited to uh, pitch this to uh, Peloton Chevron when it you know like it's just you don't know what insanity you know like what what merger is going to happen and it's going to be like Uber wants to make their own movies like <laughs> about cars no it's it's gonna be more Merchant Ivory stuff like what like no we just cars. No cars. Yeah, it's going to be it's just <laughs> curveballs. Like everyone's going to be getting into the most insane avenues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like that's it. I, it, that I'm sure that was a bold move for you, but I think it was also a smart one though, because you're just, okay, I'm bringing my expertise. You're like, yeah, you know, NYT is going to be fine. You know, like they're, yeah. You know, it's an institution that has evolved brilliantly. And so then, you know, BuzzFeed and now and now Rolling Stone, which certainly needs, uh, uh, you know, the the immediacy that you bring, you know, and. and uh, yeah, um, it's been really I've only been here since October. Oh, wow. Um, so, 
so um uh but it's been it's been great it's really mm -hmm. fun it's i grew up like a lot of people i grew up reading rolling stone i had like a subscription mm -hmm. from the time i was like 11 mm -hmm. or something yeah um and uh and it's kind of cool every once in a while when I'm like, oh yeah, like I'll be on the phone talking, like you know, you're like this is Lisa Pazzi from Rolling Stone, and I'll be like, I just said that, like that's yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah. That the first few times I did that, I thought that was really cool. Um, Absolutely. And and the, and the you know and then the you know the burger place is like, Miss, I don't care, like what's your order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, but it, I mean. That's, I mean, when I mentioned life is about the little treats, I mean, I know, I know people, we get a lot of, we have a lot of listeners who are kind of like, oh, I could never see myself doing this. I could never see, it's like, well, that's so much bigger than me. And it's like, nothing's bigger than any of us. You know, you just, you, you, you have to kind of see yourself as being able to be on that level uh, because so many of these platforms and be it uh, writing or, or educating or being a performer or whatever kind of thing, they just, they just, they need new, they need different voices and they need different perspectives and things like that. And you have them. So, you know, I, I, and no matter how big you get it, never that it kind of, there's always a part of you that has that thing. I'm, uh, uh, I had, uh, I was on, uh, Joe Coy's podcast. He's a friend and he's, you know, he's, he's basically like Coca-Cola now. Like he's just, he, he'll just be like, Oh, I sold this stadium out five nights in a row. I'm just like five nights. In a, at a stadium, who are you? And he's the most humble guy in the world, but I'm just like, you're basically a Filipino Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know what's going, this is insane. Um, but he played this theater that comparatively is not as big as his others, but it, it's where Eddie Murphy shot Delirious. And the door that oh, okay. Eddie came out of, he was like, they, they keep it blocked up, they just don't use it. And he's like, we're unblocking that door. I'm gonna come out of that door. And this, the tech guys were like, whoa, okay, we gotta move the lights. And he's like, I will pay whatever. And it's kind of like, he's losing his mind. You know what I mean? That So it's just, it, it, I think we, all of us, if we have any kind of spirit or heart, geek out about stuff like that. I would lose my mind if I was like, yes, this is Matt Bronger of Rolling Stone. You know, I, I think I would do, I remember, I remember I, I when I was uh, on Up All Night, uh, Will Arnett did this funny thing that I've totally stolen, where if you say <laughs> something that sounds even even remotely like a brag, you 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 yell, "Yeah, I said it," and to fill <laughs> to fill the room. Where we were like talking about, we were having lunch, and he was just like, he's like, he's like, "Yeah, I was walking down blah blah blah," you know, uh, uh, wherever he's street, he said, he's like, he's like, "So I live in New York City." Yeah, I said it. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> But it's like, you should do that next time. You know, I worked for a Rolling Stone magazine, cover the phone. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> and we were wondering, if you've heard any, you know. Then the, you know, the person taking my order is really going to be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said it. You yelled it. You yelled it, but we don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ultimate man, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, I love... Um, for some, I'll go to the calls, but I love uh, uh, ma'am and sir uh, are the funniest phrases by themselves to me if you just say them over and over with an urgency. Because mm -hmm. I was talking with a, another friend of mine who we both used to wait tables together and we were like, the most power we ever had over like a, a stumblingly drunk person knocking over chairs, you know, just belligerent is just to say sir over and over, sir, 
sir, sir, please, uh -huh. sir, ma'am, ma'am, if you could not take that, ma'am, you know. <laughs> I, my dad owned restaurants when I was a kid and I started working in them when I was like 10. Whoa. And you, you learn that trick really fast. And yes. e like, um, everyone is ma'am and sir. Cause that like, it, it's supposed to like, it like, shocks them for a second <laughs> especially when you're a kid and you're like have like very little like power anywhere but especially mm -hmm. in a nice restaurant um and uh and and so i still i mean i, I just reflexively call people ma'am and sir yeah. um still yeah. um many many years later even if they're younger than me mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. like thank you ma'am well, ma'am, I mean, if you're if you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, most women get a little offended because ma'am sounds like an older person. Sir, yeah. not so much. Yeah. You know, uh, sir is just kind of all around. You yeah. know, and, and obviously that's that's society's predisposition to judge a woman for her age. Obviously, yeah, so that's built in all of us. But uh, uh, yeah, it's like ma'am, and but there's miss just doesn't have the the power. This is kind of weird. I mean, I don't care. I don't care if people, I know, cause I know where, I know the intention. I mean, I don't really care if it's, if people think, I mean, I, I, I'm older now, but also like even back, you know, when I wasn't, I don't really care about yeah. the ma'ams or the sirs or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's just, it's just people trying sometimes to be polite or to tell you to like, watch your shit. Watch your shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you've had too many please yeah exactly <laughs> to, like so where where were your uh father's restaurants um in new jersey okay um that's where you're from yeah. okay that's where i'm from okay yeah. what kind of restaurants were they um so there were two mostly like two um at different times when i was growing up one when i was very when i was younger it was um when i was you know the one I started working in was like one of those like big um fancy-ish restaurants that has like a pub downstairs and then a sure. main dining room and then like yes. an upstairs like for like banquets and things yeah it was a very big restaurant and they had like it had like one of those old-fashioned like wooden coat rooms oh yeah um so that was my first job was um taking coats Okay. Yeah. And um and reading Judy Bloom in between coats. Nice. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh and getting some tips for that. Okay. Um yeah. And then nice. later he sold that place and he bought like the opposite of that place, which was it was still like it was still pretty fancy, but like it was like a fifteen table place. Oh cool. Um yeah. And then I was like doing, you know, like waiting tables and filling yeah. water glasses and changing ashtrays because you used to have to do that. Wow. Yeah. I uh I I did was just on the on the on the on the cusp of when that ended in Chicago. I remember mm -hmm. you know not I mean I was basically in what like a corporate brew pub. So it was mm -hmm. like Applebee's if they made their own beer. So we didn't really I don't think we allowed smoking, but most bars did. You know, it was Chicago. So it was mm -hmm. just you just you you smoked in bars, which you did, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, I, but I I I was there for, you know, the end of that, where that just, you know, 
most places it's, it's wild when i think about it i like that mm-hmm. people used to just smoke anywhere oh yeah and it like on planes i remember being yes. on a mm-hmm. on like my first like international flight and like yeah the plane like lit, lit up as soon as takeoff happened and i was like whoa what's going on yeah i i flew air kuwait to amsterdam in the late 90s and uh and, and my friend dan uh sat in front of me and just like oh sweet and just lit up and i was like dan does because you can doesn't mean you should like come on you dude. get off the plane and you're like so queasy <laughs> i mean it's bad enough i, I live next door to a 4 a.m. bar, like up until four, uh, when I was in mm-hmm. Chicago, and you know, when I remember we'd go there a couple nights a week sometimes, and like, it, it just the stink of my laundry, just the smell of cigarettes in all of my clothes. It's as I say it, I feel it like viscerally. Mm-hmm. I remember that smell. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Yeah, so bad, so bad, very very bad. Cigarettes it, and like stale food, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Yes. Yes. That was not Yeah. Not good. Not good, but we're better for that perspective, both in having yes, done very, jobs and having lived in that time, you know, yes. where I'm not going to be jealous of, of Rose for living in this other time where people aren't smoking everywhere, but I'm going to love telling her stories about mm-hmm. it, you know. It's going to be fun, you know. I, mm-hmm. that, that's the angle I'm going to take rather than I walk, you know, uphill both ways to school yeah that whole thing but just be like look i'm glad it's better i'm glad you don't you know your lungs here's a crazy thing that used to happen yes that you won't believe um yeah so if you're ready let's get to the calls do you want to try yeah okay sweet um i i always ask do you get uh asked advice i'd imagine you do i do i do get asked advice um i am the classic oldest daughter um and so I yeah I get I grew up getting asked and giving advice and um uh-huh. I uh I guess I like to tell people what to do but I know I, I do believe it's like um an honor to be asked some your opinion and like on a um on something that is somebody's finding complicated um mm-hmm. and I try hard to um you know, be thoughtful about it. Well, it's great. And I mean, I will say you have an insane amount of perspective because of what you do. You know what I mean? You have to because you're, yeah. you're getting all this information all the time and you're yeah. kind of deciding, okay, what do I put, you know, here, Yeah. you know, and, and yeah. so you, 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 you know, uh, this sounds nefarious, but you, I feel like, you know, the angles more than most, you know, I don't, maybe, I don't know, but I do know that, um, I also, um, have a very good therapist (laughs) (laughs) and I think that that helps too. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, I don't listen to the calls. Uh, that's kind of the, the, um, maybe the, 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 the hook of this show It's like Renee hears them and he'll pick out just a, you know, two, three. Uh, I do have one, I think that someone wrote in for us too, that I haven't pulled up yet. But um, yeah, so it's the, the, it's oh, you and me listening to it for the first time together. Cool. So, okay, great. All right. So uh, Renee, roll the first call. 
Hey, Matt. How's it going? Um, long time, first time. I really love your comedy, and I love this podcast. I Thanks. haven't really had anything to ask you about because my life is, I wouldn't maybe say perfect, but, like, smooth sailing. <laughs> um, but I did want to get your input on this thing that's happening to a friend of mine. She's part of another friend group. They get together and do parties with potlucks, and my friend is, like, well, pretty well known for her delicious food, and there's one lady who brings peanut butter cookies, and my friend has asked her for the recipe, and this lady won't give it to her, and I'm like, the internet exists. There are no more secrets, so... Um, what would you maybe say to this friend of mine who is having a little bit of trouble getting this cookie recipe? Um, anyway, thank you. Love you. It's so great that you're having so much success. Okay, bye. Good. Thank you. That was a delight. Um, Absolutely. Wasn't that nice? And I, I, yeah. I, God, I love the confidence. I love it. I love that she's happy with her life. Hey, congratulations. And, seriously. Well, do we know her name? No, I did. She did not yeah. give her name. Uh, I which, mean, congratulations, yeah. lady. You are, you <laughs> yeah. are doing life right. And honestly, thank you for sharing. Like it, it's, it's hard to get people to call. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, if you have something a friend's dealing with, just call that in. The cool thing about this, this is anonymous. No one's ever going to know. And, uh, um, you know, this is, this is not <laughs> fresh air. Okay. I don't get millions of listeners. So it's not like someone's gonna be like, Hey, that sounds like Gary. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> so like, go ahead and dish. Um, wow. I don't know what, what would be your thoughts about the, the peanut butter so, situation? I, um, so I do know that, um, there are a number of people who don't like to share their like special mm. recipes for yeah. whatever reason. I think, I think like people who like were maybe like a generation or so older than me, maybe that like, it was probably more common. Like now there's like everything, everything like the caller said, everything's on the internet, you know, like people, mm -hmm. um, you know, share like that they're cooking something from, you know, New York Times cooking or like, you know, Alison Roman told me about this. So like, it's very right. common to be just like talk about your recipes or where you found something. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, this woman um, maybe feels very um, protective of this recipe because maybe it's like the best thing she makes mm -hmm. and she doesn't want other people to get in on her, her thing. Right. Um, and so what I would suggest to the friend is, you know, if you've asked her a few times and she doesn't want to do it, like not to take it personally, uh -huh. just to um, kind of, you know, have the grace to, to be like, well, whatever reason she doesn't want to give me the recipe and then go find a good recipe on, um, on somewhere else. There's this recipe for um, peanut butter cookies with like miso in them that, oh. Um, Kristen over at New York Times Cooking invented, and it's really good. And I like to put like some black sesame seeds on them, Whoa. and they're really great. So if you want a peanut butter cookie recipe, 
I would check that one out. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the only, I'm trying to devil's advocate this a, a little bit, but it's like, I have to go into the realm of the ridiculous where this person is coming over with these peanut butter cookies and is like, hi, you know, I thought I'd bring my awesome cookies in front of your shitty food again. You know, and this person is already, they already have so much good food and this person is just right. around with their cookies and being like, you guys won't find anything better at this house. Sorry. You know, <laughs> that's what's happening. And, you know, if, if that person was that terrible, but it's like, that, it would, be, that would be funnier. It's an, <laughs> that would almost be more <laughs> enjoyable for sure. Just like, she's such a prick, but those cookies are so good. Yeah, um, we just can't stop inviting her over. She just makes the best cookies. We don't know what she's putting in them. Maybe she's putting like a little drug. Kills it, <laughs> but these cookies are so good. I hate her. Um, yeah, it's just it just seems like that's just her thing, and she wants to. I, I personally, if I have a recipe that I've discovered I love, just sharing it. I'm like, oh, here it's okay. this. I'll send it right over. You know, my my mother is very excited now learning she can just send a link to recipes because she used to be like, right. well, I have to print it out, then scan it. I'm like, no, you don't right. um, <laughs> at all. None of that, you know, and it's like, right. because, because she thinks it's an inconvenience for this person to open a web page and have to, right. be, which I get it. You know, they, the ads pop up and my parents are like, Satan, you know, like, so I, I get it. It's like the worst, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think sorry, caller. I, I gotta go with Lisa on this one. I, I get you're right. You can find anything on, on the on the internet, uh all that jazz, but if this is this per and you did say your friend throws these potlucks and your friend is known for making delicious food. It sounds a little bit like your friend is kind of adding to her grand collection, you know? And this person just wants to hold on to their Rothko. Just wants one. One you know? one cookie recipe. Look, I'm not, you don't have to throw my painting on your wall. This is mine. So you have, you have Kandinsky. You have so much good stuff. So <laughs> me and my brutally weird analogies. Okay. But again, that call made my day. That was so awesome. That was really nice. I, I love that. Way to kick it off. Thanks for calling in. Please call in again. And, and call in and let us know what happened. You yeah. know, if, 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 give it and give us a little more detail if you like, you know. Give us the play-by-play. -play. Is this person a peanut butter cookie asshole? Please tell us. <laughs> Which is a new phrase. Uh, okay, uh, Renee, caller number two. Hi, Matt Bronger. Hi, guest, who I believe to be Lisa Tazi coming up. Um, this uh, is friend of the show, Josh Gondelman. I am uh, a little anxious overall, obviously, but about the ongoing pandemic and how to balance that with work obligations and and going out into the world and trying to plan to take trips or see friends, attend weddings, family functions. And it just feels like that was always something that was tricky for me um, pre-pandemic and now kind of mid and hopefully tail end of pandemic. I, I'm having trouble like planning for the future and balancing all those different things. And if you had any tips, I'd be very appreciative. Thank you. Um, talk to you soon. Bye. Well, like I said, it's oh, always gosh. the people that want certainty. Just a real bastard. Josh Gond no. <laughs> I, I love just calling him a, a jerk because he's the nicest guy in the world. So He's uh, so lovely. He's, he's so nice and kind and thoughtful and mm -hmm. just an all-around great guy. 
Yeah. Um, I thought as he started talking, I was like, he sounds like Josh. <laughs> I knew it right away. Right away. That's why I was laughing. I'm like, no, oh, that's Gahneman. That is. <laughs> I mean, that's a really, his question is, you know, something that I think loads and loads of people, if not everyone's dealing with in some way. Um, yeah. And I think everyone kind of um, handles it like in different in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that like some people have just been like, like what we were talking about earlier, where it's just like, it's, it's over, it's done. I right. don't care, I'm done. And right. they're just gonna do whatever and they're gonna like, you know, do karaoke in a packed room with, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and sing in people's faces and they're not gonna care. Yeah. Um, and I think for um, people who are, who may have been, um, you know, kind of anxious about crowds. I, I know I was a little bit before and now I'm I'm having a real tra- hard time thinking about mm. going into um, crowded places, even though like a lot of my friends are. Um, I haven't been on a plane, you know, like those kinds of things are, are really difficult. And I think what, um, what I, try to tell myself although it doesn't always work is that like you just kind of have to take your time and do what feels right for you um and do the things that you like enjoy the things that you can do like if you feel comfortable like going out to dinner and eating outside or like having somebody over or like um or you know like doing I like doing a like a out like a big outdoor activity mm-hmm. um like kind of lean into those things and right. and just be like kind to yourself about what you feel you can't do because yeah like getting mad at yourself um or like beating yourself up is like not gonna change how you feel i listen i've tried it <laughs> I've tried ah, it for decades same. let me tell you i'm really good at it and if it was gonna work it would have worked for me already. I would have written a book. I would be on talk shows telling everyone about the beat yourself up method. Yeah. It is the I best. hate me and you can. I hate me and win. Hate yourself and win. That's what we could call it. Yeah. No, it is. It is. No, it's literally self-defeating. Um, and while you're doing it, that's kind of the point. Even though yeah. you're not. <laughs> I definitely same thing. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I, I, I think it's. Look, I had shows road shows in January and I moved them to at the earliest late February. So that's when I go back and I feel like March is when we're going to start seeing a little bit more hate to use the term, but normalcy. And, you know, I think the plan right now is to kind of ride it out till then definitely eat outside, definitely get uh, a good mask, you know, an N95. Uh, I have this cool reusable one. That's good for like a, a hundred washes in the, in the thing. It's got all the, the mask stuff and and I I recently I did a lot of research just trying on different ones and I wore it um in a grocery store with my wife and I remember being like oh I forgot I had a mask on and that's like never happened so you know it's it's just about kind of suiting yourself up the thing to keep in mind is Josh I know I know you're vaxxed and boosted I was vaxxed and boosted and I got it but that just meant I checked into a hotel for a week and felt crappy for about four days it sucks but I never once feared for my life. Now I'm not saying that's going to be everyone's case, 
but something like 99% it will be. So everything is calculated risk in life. Literally everything. Staying at home, something could happen. You go outside, something can happen. I'm sorry to bring up the anxiety on you, but it's kind of like, this is just a new one that we're learning how to deal with it, but it is, you, you also can't shut yourself in. I, I remember being backstage at the comedy store with uh, a comedian, Greg Fitzsimmons, who has basically grown kids. And my kid is brand new. And my wife and I were like trying to put her into looking at daycares. And this was, oh God, months and months and months ago. And I was like, you know, part of me is like wondering if it's safe though. And Greg, Greg, Greg was like, I think it's, I think it's unsafe to not put her in for her development. And I'm like, you're right. Because these places do run safe as any hospital better mm -hmm. than most. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, that's why they cost money. So it's kind of like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? But worth it. And like, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's, it just comes down to calculated risk and give yourself treats, Josh. And, and, uh, you know, go have that martini with Maris and, you know, like, you still, still enjoy your life and plan a trip, plan a trip in a couple weeks or months and have that thing, that, that tack on your calendar that is like there, that's when we go to Delaware, wherever you're going to go. I, that's really good advice. I like know, that. The trip thing. You gotta, I just think that's the key to survival is having something to look forward to really mm -hmm. having this thing that you're like, boy, this sucks right now, but that's going to be great and dream about yeah. that and plan for that. You know, that's, it's, it's huge. So, you know, it, it sucks, but I do, I really, really, really do think it's getting better. I really do. So, you know, we just got to hold tight for a little while. That's all. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, we're in the hardest, this is, you know, we've done this a few times now. This is the hardest part is like, you know, the winter months mm -hmm. because you're yes. inside a lot. Yes. And, um, and that's when the, you know, rates have gone up and yeah. um I think I think that um you know as we get closer to spring um it it tends to be a little bit easier because you can go outside you don't feel like as much cabin fever right. there's like more things to do with people outside if you want to do that like it's just um yeah in general, February and March really just suck anyway. Like yeah. they're just bad months. Yeah. So, I mean, I say this is like someone who has a birthday in February and her like half of her family is born in like yeah. <laughs> January and February, but like it is just really like the mix mm -hmm. of the month. Like if I could yeah. get rid of them in like August, maybe like I would. I oh, like that. yeah, because the yeah the 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 the, the swelter fest. Of, of yeah August. August is just gross if you especially yeah. here I don't like anywhere it was I lived Chicago, in Austin so. for a while and it was just, just horrible in there too yeah yeah I mean it used to be absolutely perfect in the Pacific Northwest but now it's you know because of global warming it's you know it's just like yeah dry. it's like forest fire heat you're like great oh can't have nothing no. um yeah so hope that helps, Josh. And honestly, dude, thank you so much for coming in. You didn't have to do that, and you did. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah, I hope this leads to more nice things in your life, and you stop, you know, being so self-centered. It's just an idea. I really hope you. <laughs> it's so fun. It's just the funnest when someone. Everyone, is everyone does it to him too. Like it's like yeah, the yeah, it's just. I I, I will say I I was lucky enough to have uh 
have dinner with my wife and I were in Brooklyn. She was for she, a show she was producing was shooting there, and we had an outside dinner with Josh and Maris. And I got to oh. be the first person to ask him to his face why all the cocaine. This was after the whole online BS <laughs> where people are like, Josh, stop doing coke. Where people, you know, and if anyone doesn't know the joke, he's never done cocaine. And so (laughs) please leave it alone, you know? And, and so I was just like, I just wish you'd, you know, I kind of approached it almost like an intervention. Like I just wish. Yeah. I was going to say you had an intervention with him. Give it a rest. Yeah. And it was very, it was very fun to see Maris just go. You had to, you had to, to, didn't you? you? But they're both, they're, they're both so great. So, okay. Are you ready for our third and final call? I am. Okay. Thank you. You're batting a thousand. Don't blow it. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Joking. Uh, Okay. Roll the third one. Good afternoon. Uh, This is Michael from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, My question for you guys is um, what is sort of the best way uh, to support not only sort of established comics, but also just up and coming people? Is it going to their shows, buying albums, streaming their stuff online or all of the above, I guess? Um, thank you so much for all the for all the laughs. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Wow. Jeez, I'm so touched. That was nice. Yeah. These are nice ones. This is a you good have... show. Like this yeah. is. I mean, not the not the podcast in general. That's not true. But like this episode. Oh, it's true. No, no. But thank you. No, thank you. But it. Yeah, we had some. These are these calls are so good. This is such a perfect triumvirate. Um, Wow. I, I, look, dude, I think you're you're just you're coming at it from the right angle. So you're there like you're obviously streaming it. You, you sound like you're going to see people. I think it, a lot of it is word of mouth. You know, if you have any kind of social media platform, share what you're into. Be like, oh, I just found out about this person. They're so funny. But you probably don't. So I think it's just mostly like in conversation or, uh, you know, buying albums is huge rather than streaming them. But just streaming them is also enough because albums are expensive. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're there, dude. I mean, that's really cool of you to ask. Uh, Lisa, you're much more in touch with, um, you know, I would say the, 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 the diorama of the, the, the stratosphere of information. Is there anything you would add? And, and we could expand this to not just musicians, but performers in general, or. Yeah, I just think, um... Like, I think it's such a, like a kind question and yeah. it's really nice. Um, I think, um, yeah, just, you know, what Matt said, like just word of mouth is a really good thing. Like when you like something, um, telling other people about it, that you don't just helping, you know, the performer that or the show or whatever, but you're like telling a friend or telling um, another person you know, about something that you think they would enjoy. So Mm -hmm. it's like kind of a double bonus. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I really think it's just as simple as, I mean, I think, I think so much of us have spread the gospel for things we're into just by kind of sharing our enthusiasms. You know, I I feel like we want to go back to our, the era when we were kids and being like, Oh my God, have you seen this show? Or, Oh my God, have you seen this movie? And I think most people do that anyway, but it's really cool if you do that with comics because most people love comedy and don't really know that they love comedy. You know, I mean, to me, I mean, I know you work in, 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 in journalism, but to me, one of the funniest things is 
anytime people talk about comedy in an article as if people ever talk about comedy. Nobody talks about comedy. Like nobody, you know? People will reference... It, it's one of those odd things where everyone is an expert at what they like and they think what they like is what everyone likes, which isn't mm -hmm. true. And and it's, you know, it, it's it's like when people say, who's the best? It's just like, I, to, for me, it changes on a daily basis and I don't right. really think of it that way. I, I really love how the stratosphere of different voices is what I what I enjoy. And, and it's really rare for me to meet one of your actual comedy nerd that knows these people. So, mm. you know, it, dude, if you're if you're into it like that, then talk about it to other people. And these people will be like, oh, my God, I'm going to look that up. And they'll be yeah. like, wow, I love this YouTube clip. And then when are they coming to town? And that's really how it that's how it yeah. kind of moves. So, yeah, I mean, I think you know, social media is horrible for, for many, many things. But I think um, one nice thing about Twitter, especially, I guess, um, is that I've learned a lot about, you know, something fun to watch, like a movie, a TV show, um, a comic, like a musician, mm -hmm. like, it's just um, from people I don't know really suggesting that those things on social media and um and that's really fun and then you um and then sometimes there's like a show that or a you know something that a bunch of people on um you know that you that you talk to only like on the internet about a thing like that's really fun like mm -hmm. yeah, i was obsessed with yellow jackets and so there's all these yeah oh my god i mean i was you know, at one point I was in a discord chat with like, uh, you know, a bunch of women, mostly in media. Yeah. Just freaking out about it. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so up my alley. I can't even handle it. I'm a big horror guy. And like the yeah. idea of it just how, and how well they put the pieces together and everything, yeah. the music, yeah. you know, the music yeah. is the, exceptional. The music is so good. It's so good. And I, my wife does this, mentor program and there's this girl who's in high school that she talks to and she's on a video call with her and uh she's like oh you want to meet my husband and i come look and she has it's like nirvana poster is that silver chair how do you even know that man? <laughs> and she confessed like she was she was really she got into 90s you know grunge and stuff through some program and i'm like well so you've seen yellow jackets she's like what's that and it's like oh well i'll just leave you to this yeah. enjoy you know so i know she's just losing her mind now you know yeah. and, and my wife was like a uh she played soccer in high school and she was like she's got a, a scholarship as a goalie like so she she lived that and she's watching those locker room scenes and she's like that that's it this is it like they nailed it you know yeah so yeah yeah they they did all the they did all the things well i thought mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's unbelievable so yeah so there we go we just did that you know, yes, like, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> how you do it, bro. So this was awesome. You were you were so fantastic. And I uh I really appreciate you you taking the time to come on here because I know you you have a lot on your plate, I'm sure, on a daily basis. Um is there anything I always ask everybody, is there anything you would like to plug? This doesn't have to be something you're connected with. It could be literally anything that since you're on here. Oh, wow. Um well, um, I guess I would love to just plug um, rollingstone.com nice. and check it out. Yep. And also, um, if you are 
interested in adopting a dog that you don't, if you have, or one of the few people who have not yet adopted a pandemic dog, um, I highly, and you live in the New York area, um, uh, uh, Badass Brooklyn Animal Rescue is where I rescued my dog and they do amazing work. And I just, and if, or if you want to donate to a dog rescue, they're, they're great people. It's just, it's called Badass Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Animal right. Rescue, yeah. And and they, they take dogs from um, kill shelters and areas in, the, in different parts of the country and they bring them to New York and they get the medical care what's needed and they foster them and they get them ready to be adopted. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and, and they're great. And they're just really lovely people who do amazing work. Uh, I, I will let you get uh, uh, back to the grind and thank you so much for thank coming you. on and, and it was it awesome was really fun getting to know you and talking to you and everything. And yeah, it was the same, same. It was, it was really fun. Thank you so much. Man, it was nice to have a smart person on for once. Just kidding. Uh, Lisa was amazing. I think you'll agree. Uh, I have so many other uh, great guests coming up and if you need any help with anything, why not ask boneheaded me and my smart, smart guests. Call right now, 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228, and thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.